Hey, welcome to the World Class Podcast, where we're talking about being a young entrepreneur. And when we say young entrepreneur, we're not talking about your age. We're talking about keeping your hustle young. Today, we have Zach and Job from Monarch Marketing. They're two expert marketers, and I'm so excited to have you guys on the show. So thank you. Side note here, you guys mentioned how being young could kind of um, is a struggle for you guys because people look at you um, like you, you kind of like you're inexperienced. But I, just in my opinion, you guys are young and I think it's to your advantage just because you guys you guys have been uh, you guys were alive when the Facebook was created. You guys know YouTube like Instagram, like a lot of the older people that have been doing marketing for so long they're so used to the old techniques so in my opinion um i if anybody was smart i think that they would hire the younger guy the younger people to understand the um social media aspect of marketing because i mean it's changing and you you guys mentioned earlier how fast it changes so um i think it's actually could be a strength as well Thanks. Yeah. And to go off that, we'd like to think we're a super agile company, which you don't really get anywhere else. Um, which means, you know, we're willing to put in as much effort as it takes. <laughs> and yeah. I think a lot of companies don't recognize that. So no, I, I, to, to the point on like the, this ongoing thing that honestly, everybody always talks about in this industry is the old versus the new. And to your point, like, yeah, it's, we've had to deal on what we first said with people saying you're too young. And on the other side, we've had people that are literally like, you're young, here's my Facebook. So I think it's really on both sides being able to compromise a little bit and being willing to say like, hey, this guy that's 60 years old that has his business established, he might not know a single lick about what we're doing, but he still has knowledge that we can kind of combine on and meld with, so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and to add to that, you guys, um, in terms of speaking old versus new, Marketing is a, um, would you guys say that the concepts of marketing stays the same and it's just the platform that changes or would you say it's both the, the, um, the basis of marketing and the platform that's changing? Great question. Yeah. I think Job can really talk about the, the brand side of that. I think I'm going to dive more into like the analytical side of it. Um, I think that analytics wise and what you do with data is, I mean, that's completely changing. It's not how it used to be, right? And so what we're really doing is the way you monitor data is different. The way you track it's different. What you do with it is much different and the implications of it. Think of voice search that we just mentioned. That wasn't around five years ago. No one was pushing that. And so you get all this data and it's like, what do I do with it? Well, that's a hundred percent different, right? Because now, I mean, as we mentioned, the search intent of that is entirely different than a search query. And so, you know, cause people, typically when people are doing voice search, it's like, how do I do this? What do I do with this? Um, where is this? It's not really the, you know, searching Nike shoe um, and, and you're looking to buy something. And so it's a completely different market, I would say. Um, and so from like an analytical perspective, it's way different, I think, than what Joe can highlight in terms of like the overall brand perspective and kind of the marketing implications there. Yeah, no, that's a really good question because marketing, it depends on how you fundamentally, I think, define marketing. If you're looking at it from an approach of pretty much just like, you know, how understanding people, their desires and wants and, and finding something that fits their needs to stick in front of them, then you could kind of argue that that fundamental principle, yeah, hasn't changed. But there's just been so many dramatic trends that have shifted honestly the fundamental of marketing because 
the power now is more so in the, the consumer's hands than it's ever been before. And a great example that I recently just heard and it kind of goes off what you were talking about is take buying a car, for example. It used to be you drove around looking for a new car, you went to a car lot. Once you saw the billboard that took you into the lot, the car salesman then got to explain to you and market whatever was there for you. Nowadays, somebody can go online, find all the information they want, compare 50 car lots, look at the deals online, walk onto that car lot, know the exact car they want and what price they're willing to pay. <laughs> Don't be a used car salesman. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, people, the, the mar- marketing idea is that everybody can, can look up everything they need to know and get onto a lot and, and know exactly what they want. Yeah. That's a fundamental change in that people have the power now. They have the knowledge of anything they want to before they buy something. And to go off of that, like from a digital perspective, right? I mean, how long has e-commerce been around? I mean, the internet was established as an informational hub, right? To basically go on, get information that you needed, maybe get educated on certain topics. Now it's like you can buy stuff online and it'll be at your door in two days. Like that is a crazy concept. From a drone. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah. You still need to know people though. I think, you know what, all this being said, the fundamental thing is you still need to know people. You need to know what they want and you need to be able to find what fits that. Yeah. That's the hardest part of any business. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I really want to just emphasize that understanding people and knowing what their pain points are because um, it wasn't until I started reading books that I realized that that was a major factor in actually business and selling because um, you could have a product but if you can't sell that product then you don't have a business oh that's yeah. spot on right I mean yeah what solution are you providing and if that isn't if that isn't a clear image in the eyes of your clients or customers, forget it. I think that's kind of when Job talks about being analytical versus maybe more surface level. That's a lot of times what even happens with us. Like, you know, if I jump on a sales call, I might be like, oh, let's look at the technical on page, like all this keyword set, blah, 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 that they don't care about. All they care about is, hey, are you going to grow my online presence or not? And if you aren't, then I don't want you. If you are, great, we'll work together. <laughs> and like, that's that's what they want to hear, right? Like <laughs> the pain point, how you're solving them. Right. So that's important. Um, so you guys do more than just SEO. You guys focus primarily on SEO. Um, so what other um, marketing tools do you guys offer? And then um, why did you speak? Why did you choose to just um, be an basically focus primarily on SEO? Sounds like a question. You want me to go? Or... Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple pieces to yeah, this. Right. Um, yeah, so I guess core services where, as you said, at its core, an SEO company, we also offer paid advertising, social media marketing and management, website development, and digital consulting. Um, I'll just highlight on the SEO side of things and maybe why. As a marketing company, it's super easy to get spread crazy thin I think that SEO in itself is more than a full-time company. Like seriously, I mean, there's so much that goes into it. um, And a lot of people don't realize that. And so I think if you have a main specialty as a company and you get really good at that, it opens up the doors to other opportunities. But if you can really solidify that and become the best SEO person that you can be, um, that's, you know, that's kind of in, I guess, a, a, value creating piece to the client of hey yeah like our specialty is to grow your traffic oh by the way we can offer these other services but i think that's kind of the main principle behind that yeah to again for why we do seo on kind of the other sides of it is i think it is an ongoing relationship which is something we wanted to to do and i mean that 
in let's say web development a lot of times people will develop a very pretty site they'll give it to the person the relationship ends the business owner then doesn't know what went into it they don't know how to update their site their site breaks because let everybody know sites will always eventually have things that break on them no matter how great they're built it breaks the relationships end, and and then the person now is upset they don't know how to fix it we saw well seo is an ongoing basis because it has to be regularly updated it has to, you, you regularly have to talk to your client hear their needs adapt to the market to where it's always performing so that ended up being our core because we saw the best looking sites in the world on the 10th page of Google with owners that didn't know how to use them. Whereas with SEO, we were able to really get to know people over a long period of time and help, I mean, guide them, teach them, aid in, the, in everything their business was doing. I mean, he, that's the why of our business right there. <laughs> so basically, based off my understanding, you guys like the long-term relationships that you guys have with the clients, basically, because you, you start with them and you basically transform their online presence and um, they grow from there. Could you kind of explain some of the um, growth aspects of your clients and kind of how you kind of measure their growth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of ways to measure growth. I think the hardest question to always ask the client is, are you making more money or not? And that's like a very intimidating thing. Um, because if you aren't, like, that sucks, right? <laughs> and so at the end of the day, I mean, that's, that's a hard question. And I think that, you know, SEO sometimes is, is hard to directly correlate, you know, like, oh, you know, we, we grew traffic by 20%. Did we grow revenue by 20%? I don't know. Um, no, in most cases. But, um, you know, I think those monthly, we have monthly meetings with all of our clients. So that maintains a high level of transparency. Not only that, they have real-time access to all their analytics 24-7. So what that does is that allows for us to see, you know, basically since we took them on as a client, what has happened. And if that isn't positive, then we probably shouldn't have a working relationship. Um, why we like SEO and why we like maybe long-term relationships is because then we can really develop a strategy that you know maybe has a 10, 12, even two year um, timeline on it versus having monthly clients, it makes it very hard because you're kind of in a sprint rather than a marathon. And as you'll hear across industry, SEO is more than a marathon game. Um, yeah, it's very time intensive. Yeah, and to Zach's point with, with the SEO starting off is that that's where we can introduce, if we're working with somebody long-term on SEO, and. SEO is a broad term, search engine optimization. We use it to focus more on the organic side of it, you know, steadily growing. But that's where if we work with someone for a few months, we can introduce paid advertising. And that's where once we've built up the foundations enough, we can actually track and show exactly how much money we made somebody. And the problem with that, though, that a lot of people see is they go straight to the paid advertising. They go straight for the sprint, as Zach was talking about. And it doesn't get nearly the results that you could if you would have built the foundation for a few months before actually running that. And uh, yeah, I think that's why I like the long-term goal is because the, the results you can show are so much more dramatic. And for the goals, that's something that we really work well with just talking with our clients. You know, what, Where are you at in your business life cycle? Is it a point where you need to build awareness? Are you trying to sell more widgets? Are you top of the funnel, bottom of the funnel? But identifying the exact way to measure that is key. 
you guys yeah that's awesome you guys mentioned um basically how you could uh, uh, obviously get more clients by advertisements versus seos um so what basically comparing the cost to acquire a customer um what would you say is more um cost efficient seo or advertising Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I think they're kind of measured slightly different. I think one thing that you do is they, they kind of need to work hand in hand, right? So as we take various search queries and we identify the cost per click on those, that, I mean, that literally goes into cost per acquisition of that potential client or customer. So what we do on an organic level is look for highly lucrative um, key phrases that yield, you know, high volume at a relatively low cost per click that aren't really hard to capture. So when we identify those, we push those organically on the site. Over time, we develop domain authority, which is essentially Google saying, hey, that website's relevant for this search. And then as we start advertising on top of that, stuff's gonna get cheaper, one, because our website's more authoritative, and two, because you know we've identified a low level of competition, so our cost per click is going to go down, which in turn our cost per acquisition should go down. Um, I mean, that's stuff that we monitor all the time. We could be completely wrong, but we like to think that we set up a foundation where you know clients are going to get the most effective results on a cost per click, cost per acquisition basis. Yeah, I mean to break that down a little bit, I think we can pretty much fundamentally say if you run an advertisement after you've done SEO, you will do, you will perform way more efficiently than you would have if you ran the ad without the SEO. Baseline fact is you're going to waste more money running an ad that isn't built on a foundation than if you were to run an ad that links back to everything that's solid. There's a reason why PPC CRO companies have SEO specialists. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, true. Right. <laughs> like, you, have, you have to have you can yeah, what so it, they can be independent from each other but it'd be a complete waste of money I mean even think of the technical right like when we think of site architecture every paid campaign should have a landing page who's developing that landing page if it isn't an SEO specialist like you're, it's probably not going to convert <laughs> well and that even goes into one of our problems that we have is we will have people that come in and they say hey I'm ready to drop a thousand dollars on a Facebook ad and I want to run Google AdWords. And we go check out their website, and there's broken links, it's out of date, it really, I mean, it's trash. And the first thing we have to say is like, listen, like, we want to take your money for sure, but <laughs> we need you to help work with us to fix this before we kind of race for that sprint. Okay. Yeah. Um, so kind of the switch notes here. Um, Zach, you recommended me to read a book called The Lean Startup. And in that book, I learned about um, A-B testing. And I would I, I want my I want my listeners to know about this A-B testing because I, I have the experts here. So I prefer you guys to explain it than me. Um, could you kind of explain exactly what is A-B testing and how can um, young entrepreneurs use A-B testing to kind of grow and learn and develop their business? Yeah, great question. Um, given the context of what you're testing, it could be much different, right? And so if we're thinking of paid media campaigns versus maybe some uh, you know, SEO stuff, uh, obviously much harder from an SEO perspective. I mean, if you, if you miss audience that much on an A-B test, like, oh man, it's, it's a hard recovery. And I mean, we've been there <laughs> plenty of times. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, A-B testing, uh, basically what you're doing, right, is you're setting up two campaigns or, or two different um, 
well, can, I guess organic or paid campaigns that run side by side and you're measuring results along the way, put simply in our business. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, whichever one's converting more, it makes sense to allocate more money towards that campaign. Um, and so when we think of organically, um, and Joe can talk about like, you know, socials and everything, cause we actually just ran an AB test. Um, you know, I think what we're doing there is we're monitoring keywords side by side and we're just making sure that whichever key phrase, whichever, you know, long tail keyword, whatever is getting the most results, we're properly putting that in places that can yield, you know, a, a better result for the customer. Yeah, I think I think it's absolutely crucial in, in A-B testing is to control variables. Based on your budget, you can you know compare a lot of different things, but on a fundamental level, an A-B test, the number one goal of an A-B test, right, is to tell you what worked between these two yeah. things. If you have lots of variables, you don't know why one performed over the other. So that's why, like, if we're running a, a Facebook campaign, we might make two ads that are virtually identical except the only difference is this ad has this picture in it and this ad has a different picture to where it's all the same header, the same text, but that's way when the ad's running, if this one performed better, we know it is directly because of the picture. Whereas if we had six things that were different, we wouldn't be able to know which specific thing was the reason why it performed yeah, that's, better. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a super good point. Yeah, I like to compare it to sports. When I'm playing Madden and you pick a play, it's like you're playing your opponent and it, one play don't work. So you try another play and then next thing you soon find a play that works. So you stick to the play that works until they figure out a way to stop you. And that, that's kind of like how I like to think about it. <laughs> Speaking of the Niners... Who were you guys going for in this um in the past Super Bowl, this most recent Super Bowl? I honestly I mean they I got a crazy run game. Either. Why aren't they running but, the ball? Um, <laughs> like why would you switch that? <laughs> I called out the yeah, See, that's that's bad A B testing right <laughs> there. <laughs> <laughs> Casey. <laughs> oh yeah, hands down. What about you? So I'm actually happy I got you guys on the p podcast because sometimes Zach is a hard person to get a hold of, um, and, and and I'm not calling you out. I just want people to understand the amount of work that entrepreneurs put into their job. <laughs> I actually so didn't watch the halftime show, but so kind of explain the <laughs> amount of work that you guys put in each and every day because a lot of I don't know people <laughs> actually think that entrepreneurship is easy. Yeah, uh, I was just about to say, if you come knock on my office door, you'd probably reach me at any time. <laughs> I mean, it's simple, right? It's 6.30 right now, Friday night. Um, like, you know, what are people doing? Um, not saying that you need to be inside or, or working all the time, but I think it's, you know, there's a time and a place for it. And don't get me wrong, we have our fair share of, you know, getting out and having some leisure activity for sure. Um, there's also the side of it of, there's been plenty of weeks that we've, I mean, we're leaving at 9 or 10 p.m. Friday and people are walking into the bar. Um, and I mean, it just, you know, it's, it's you got to realize that that's, you know, what you have to do. Um, 
I, you know, work-life balance is a whole nother thing that we can talk about. But um, yeah, I mean, we're home, we're doing stuff, you know, a lot of those videos we bring home and or Joe brings home and edits. Um, so yeah, I mean, <laughs> come to our office, we'll be here. <laughs> we had, but God gave us a great answer when we tried to, when we tried to phrase a question to him similar to that. And uh, he is a, I'd say a business mentor we use, super, very successful, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. And when we were talking to him early on, we asked, you know, so is it, is it more about working just efficiently mm-hmm. or is it more about just working long, just working to work? And he said, yes. And we were like, what? He says, it's both. You know, you, you need to, you have to work efficiently, but if there's still work to be done while you're working efficiently, you have to work long hours. And he phrased it as, you know, if you're, if you're in the office and you have, you know, worked on all the things that you can, and then you're just sitting there just to work to work, he said, literally, he was like, go fishing. Like, there's no point sitting just to sit. He said, if you're doing what you should be doing though, you should always have work lined up. So he said, you have to work efficiently, but you need to be working long hours as well. And that's the only way to do it. But if you find yourself in a scenario where, you know, you played your cards right that week, you, you got things done, you need to be able to like clear your mind on things too. Yeah, there's, yeah, time and place for it. Yeah, right? I, think, <laughs> I think if you work twice as hard as the next guy though, I mean, it's gonna show. <laughs> oh, it will. Yeah. I know it sounds so, people, People always look for the secret sauce. And what I mean by that is everybody out there is always oh, yeah. like listening to people on, you know, listen to Gary Vee, listen to these people, which you should. They're great resources. Yeah. But everybody's always wanting to know the secret like, wait, how, what is that thing that it takes? And there isn't. There is no secret sauce besides yeah. work hard. That's actually a conversation we have a lot, right? Both college grads, both Job and I, as well as you. <laughs> actually, masters over here, CPA. Hey-o. I know, look at you. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, it's like, what, don't get me wrong, that's a great thing to have. And I think from a credibility standpoint, it's awesome. And, you know, very glad that we went and finished something like college. I mean, I think that's a, a very big accomplishment. But there's also the side of it of like, I know that Job and I will put in the work that needs to be done to beat out anyone else if we really want to. I mean, that's just, I think it's perseverance and I think we have that and it's very, very clear um, and present. And I think if we don't have that, uh, quite honestly, don't get me wrong, we aren't a huge company by any means, but we wouldn't be an established company like we are. Yeah, in terms of, um, um, in terms of your company, um, what are some strategies that you guys use to actually grow your own company? Because you guys are so focused on growing other people's companies. What What do you guys do to grow your own company? <laughs> uh, there's no way to beat around the bush with this. We're, we're bad at this. Like, we suck at that. And, uh, and it's funny, though, because, like, most people will realize that. Most people, like, uh, there was a great, uh, another mentor, same thing, oh, they said. Oh, suck at that. Another mentor said, listen, you're not eating your own dog food. And we were like, what? And she said, that's what people in industry call when you're in, a, when you have a, a service that you do well for everybody else and you don't do it yourself. Yeah. So that's honestly our biggest struggle that we've been doing better at oh we have we've definitely been doing better at but like hey we're growing all these other people's businesses 
<laughs> How come we haven't hired anybody one, yet? <laughs> one that stands out very, just, it's a very clear thing. It's like blogging. Like, man, we set up the craziest blog strategies for clients. Like, seriously, I mean, we're talking pretty much down to the word that people are describing. And, it, you know, we didn't start our own blog until, uh, like, not even a month ago. Right, it's just like we didn't have time for it. We were so busy helping others' businesses yeah, that we had to take a I step like back and be like, the okay, fact that you guys like focus more on your clients, I, I, that aspect know, of it is great. Strategies um, that we're so utilizing. I want to like give you guys a, a little clap for that because I mean, you guys are really genuinely like care about your clients, you know. And I mean, I I think sometimes it's often to find um, entrepreneurs slash business owners that actually care about their customers that genuine to actually put them before their own company. Um, kind of lost my I mean what makes what makes your company right and if you look back it's like if you don't have customers you want to be a company so that's yeah we're hyper focused on that for sure you you definitely have to and one a great a great line Zach uses a lot <clears> that you got to point out here is yes like we like to say like ah oh, we focus on our clients so that's why you know we neglect ourselves but there's a great saying, like, you need to focus on driving the car in your business, not working on the engine. So it's one of those things where it's like, you have to be able to step back, create a process and drive the direction of your company. Because if you don't, you will stay at the same point doing the next immediate task in front of you. You'll work on clients, work on clients, work on clients, work on clients. And you got to be able to fill up your own glass to fill up others, right? So... I'd say like, yeah, we suck at it. Most people kind of do, but always remember to step back and be like, all right, let's get back to a vision where we need to steer the company and work on yourself a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So you guys, you guys known each other for quite some time. How long have you guys known each other? We actually just had a conversation about <laughs> this today. Uh, there's like 14 years. Yeah. Something like that. Okay, so 14 years, and you guys have had the honor to actually be business partners now, right? Um, tell me, how is it having a business partner? And Because um, I know sometimes I'm kind of by myself, and I'm on my, my own team. So basically, for anybody out there, what, what would you say about getting a partner to go into business with? Uh, I think it's important. Make sure that you don't just do it because it's your best friend or friend or whatever. Um, I think do it because there's the intention of this person's going to help me build this business and we're going to do this together. And there's like a bigger purpose behind, Hey, you're my friend. Let's try and figure this out. Um, as Job said, we're definitely much different, <clears throat> um, in terms of what we bring to the table. Um, so I would just, just make sure that there's a purpose outside of, Hey, he's my buddy. I want to start this up, make sure it's, um, you know, I think there's always the term out there of hire great people. Um, and if that's not evident in, in the person or, or the, you know, your friend that you're willing to do business with, you probably shouldn't, um, no hard feelings, just the way it is. So, uh, yeah, I think that's just whoever it is, make sure they're a great person. Yeah. I'd say, uh, honestly, a lot of the things I learned about Zach, I, I should have asked earlier, <laughs> But I'm glad it ended up, the, yeah. you know, not to say that, like, I should have asked because they're negative now. Like, I'm glad that that was the case, that it turned out this way. But I would tell anybody to, like, ask these things before. Because if I would have found out some things that were not the way Zach is now, it would have been a serious problem. And to open up a little bit, we, we started with another person. 
Oh, yeah. That oh, was yeah. a friend. <laughs> and I hate it when people just blatantly say, don't go into business with friends. But, I mean, it, it, was, it was a very hard point for our business. And it, it really damaged our yeah. relationship. But I think that's because... Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's because, yeah, people get caught up with the hype of something. And they don't genuinely think about, is this something for me? Like, can, can I actually perform on this day to day? And where Zach and me, I think it was really like, yeah, we're friends, but right now this is business partners and we're also friends. It's not we're friends and we're also business partners. That's what you got to view it when you're at work. Yeah, right. And we still have a great, you know, out of work relationship. Um, you know, we still hang out, play basketball, occasionally fish whenever I'm up for it. But um, <laughs> Job's always up for it. Yeah, I think... Uh, it's also very easy to get on, you know, each other's nerves. And I think that's just Job's very good at like communicating that right away. Um, and so that is very effective. Oh, yeah. I think over communicating is great. I suck at it, but it's great. Yeah. Here's, here's, that's a major point that I think every person should know whether you're going to the business with a friend or just anybody. First off, there has to be a precedence for everything. <laughs> so people think, I don't need to have a contract with this person. Like, I'm sure we'll reasonably think it out. No, like make a contract, have a, a protocol for everything you can possibly think of. And like Zach said, talk about everything openly in the office because people hold grudges. It can be a big problem and it can damage the business. So yeah, over communicate oh, yeah. and have a precedence for everything in the work. I mean, there's going to be disagreements all the time, especially for us, like software. Um, like, hey, we should probably get this. No, we shouldn't. And I probably would have initiated that transaction had I not had that, like, no, we shouldn't. And this is why. Um, and so I think that's also important. Mm -hmm. And compart compartmentalize it. Yeah. As in, like, we're at work. Someone, you have to make hard decisions. I've We've done things that I didn't want to do, but Zach just really wanted to. And I've done things that we, and we've done things that I wanted to that, that Zach didn't. We just did it. Videos? No. <laughs> but, on. once, but once the... Once work is done, I think Zach and I have been really good at being like, hey, I absolutely hated you in the office. But now that we're done with work, like, you want to go ball? Like, it's just leave it at the office, compartmentalize it as much as you can so that you can have a relationship that isn't destroyed from, like, personal into work and then work into personal. Yeah, you guys brought up some really good points, things that I, I probably wouldn't have never even thought about. And I think like that's where experience comes in. You don't actually learn stuff like that until you go into it and, and like get into it. So um, thanks for sharing that. We're going to wrap up pretty soon here. But before we wrap up, uh, what would you say is two or three top um, strategies in terms of marketing, SEO, sales or business in general that uh, my audience probably should take away from this podcast okay on a fundamental level before you get crazy people should take advantage of the free resources to educate themselves so that is how you can understand how to do it for yourself as well as understand if you're potentially being taken advantage of by another company or before you make a decision that goes into and we'll, we'll give you some of the resources get educated on Google Analytics you know, Facebook ads, everything. Know your fundamentals and take advantage of the free resources. That's, I'll, I'll go one and we can kind of bounce back. So that's number one. Yeah. Um, 
diff definitely we talk about this a lot huge difference between education and schooling um so just make sure just because you're a marketing major doesn't mean that you're an expert in marketing right like i mean it's <laughs> so uh yeah i think it, it goes back to learn so whatever you're doing learn and then really identify where did that start from so one thing that i think job and i are good at is like marketing as a concept where did marketing start from and i think if you can loop back to its origins of hey it started here and this was the reason for it i think that everything that you do should be in remembrance of that it's just like the why of your business why did marketing get started okay there's a, there's a reason for it and so make sure you identify that yeah another one um that i think has been a huge huge thing for anybody going into digital is know know your business first and what I mean by that is we have an ongoing joke about, um, you know, but Elon Musk said, and pretty much what that means is we have people all the time that come in that say, Hey, you know, I watched this thing online that says a great example. Everybody's saying Facebook's dying. Don't use Facebook. Move on to the next thing. The amount of people that have come in and said, well, I heard from so-and-so online that, you know, Facebook's dead for their business. If it makes sense for you, you don't need to be using the most cutting edge thing because your audience isn't using it. So for instance, if your company is still getting great results on Facebook, you better keep using it. Don't switch to something because it's trendy, but your audience isn't on. Yeah, yeah identify where you're making money. Um, <laughs> uh, two, for me, I, I would say, yeah, lay out, lay out the groundwork of, I mean, this is actually, let's jump into sales, sorry. Pick up the phone, email, like Job said, anyone. Um, I think that that's one thing that I definitely struggle with as well. Like, you know, I'll, I'll do it, but it's not my favorite thing to do. But there's one way to grow your business, and I think that's uh, networking. And I think a part of that is, you know, identifying who you want to target and just doing it, um, you know, through all mediums. So calling, emailing, having a website, targeting them. Traditional, if you're wanting to, that's fine. So, yeah, no, I think honestly that kind of embodies a lot of it's just fundamental, but people always try and look for the secret sauce. And these are the fundamentals we found are going to oh, yeah. get you farther than any, any, you know, random article saying like, you got to do this or that. Just like, you know, learn, work hard and, and keep grinding. Yeah, we could, you know, I think in terms of SEO specifically, we'll send you that guide, the top 10 principles, um, and that'll really just identify for that specifically what we do um, in terms of marketing and sales, you know, we have our own kind of strategies and, and ways to go about that. And we'd be more than happy to communicate that with anyone um, if they want to reach out. Um, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot that goes into each of those and I don't want to discount those by, you know, giving you maybe three <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those are awesome. Great points. As you, um, you guys are both young, um, you guys, been in business for two years so um thanks for coming on the podcast i really want to just show my gratitude to you guys um i've always had so much respect for both of you guys for taking the risk and actually starting your own business um something that a lot of people struggle to do so thank you guys for doing that and um, coming on the podcast today um before we leave um what are um where can my podcast viewers slash listeners um find you guys yeah, so there's a few different ways you can find us. We have a website that is monarchmarketingllc.com. Um, once you're there, it'll also show you the other ways to reach out to us. But we're on Facebook, Monarch Marketing. We're on Instagram, Monarch Marketing. And we're also on YouTube at Monarch. And honestly, 
um, YouTube's where we're going to have a lot of the more educational videos that are coming out. So. Yeah, I would highly encourage that everyone, you can find them on Facebook, look at our videos. I think that that's a great asset. Um, we have a lot of, I think, valuable stuff from a SEO perspective and marketing perspective that, you know, we charge for, but yeah. we're giving it out. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, um, I know often everyone wants to go up to the big dogs and like try to get content from them, but sometimes it's better to focus on people, the young ones like us, because we're not just trying to sell um our course or sell like so much. Because um, that I've actually stopped listening to a lot of people just because they're so focused on selling and not not on giving content. So, um, that's kind of why I love watching your guys' videos, and um, I just learned so much. And thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, us too. You know, I think we've enjoyed watching your journey and uh, we'd love, you know, supporting you as well. I think what you're doing is great. Um, mm -hmm. You know, hearing your story, you have so many great successes. Uh, passing the CPA is, you know, just, just one to mention. Um, you know, playing football, we definitely know that you had a crazy career at UI. So, uh, yeah, dude, no, we're, we're definitely very excited to, you know, watch this podcast and watch world-class mindset, um, play out. So we're honored to be a part of that as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. I, I don't know. I know you probably don't tell your listeners cause you're also one of the most humble people we know, yeah, right. but for all your listeners, Jacob is an absolute, just animal at life. So he's not going to tell you that, but he is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thanks. That means a lot coming from both of you guys. <laughs> hey, welcome to the World Class Podcast where we're talking about being a young entrepreneur. And when we say young entrepreneur, we're not talking about your age. We're talking about keeping your hustle young. Today, we're, we have Zach and Job from Monarch Marketing. They're two expert marketers, and I'm so excited to have you guys on the show. So thank you.